Good day. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to uh, um, our very first podcast. And we're going to be talking about Christian topics, uh, the reason why this podcast was started, to further equip believers um, in the United States, around the world, to do greater ministry in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so the first topic that I wanted to talk about, it's something that we use probably all the time in sharing the gospel, in um, you know sharing you know the good news of Jesus Christ with our families and friends, um, our coworkers, and it's something that we we have probably practiced, but we don't really know uh, its name. And the topic is called uh, apologetics or Christian apologetics. All right, and we have David here too. Oh, hello, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he's going to be facilitating the conversation here and there. And also, yep, this is David and I am Doyle. So, hi there. <laughs> and so the topic is called is Christian apologetics. And we're not talking about um, an apologetic that is, as you hear the term, um, a person who is sorry or feeling sorry about something. <laughs> it's actually something uh, different. It comes from a biblical word, a Greek word which is apologia, um, and Christian apologetics is basically a defense, a response, or an explanation of what you believe. And we get that from 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, verse 15. It says over here, But in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that, you ha- hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect having a good conscience, so that when you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ may be put to shame. So in that passage, it says, always being prepared to make a defense or an apologia to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. So this Greek word um, means, and I'll say it again, reason or an explanation for those who ask. So one of the things I share uh, in Bible studies or in groups when we, we talk about apologetics, and you're probably thinking right now, oh, I've, I've explained things to others when people ask questions. I've I shared with people uh, <clears throat> um, what I believe about my belief in God, um, the reliability of the Bible. Um, I didn't know it was called apologetics. And for those of you who <clears throat> think, oh, I might not have really practiced apologetics in my ministry. I want to challenge you right off the bat. First podcast. Um, question. Has anybody asked you, asked you any question about your Christian faith? About what you believe? The fact that you go to church or you pray before meals? If, any, if, if nobody's ever asked you at all about your Christian faith, it could mean one of two things. One, You might not witness your Christian faith enough. It might mean that. Or you might not have Christian faith. It could be one of the two. And I'm not saying this, that you aren't, you know, you know, um, aren't Christian or you're not witnessing enough. But if you're at a place where nobody even thinks to ask you about, hey, you go to church, right? Hey, you believe in Jesus because I've noticed that you do this or do that. Maybe it's an opportunity for you to witness it. And as you witness it, guess what? They might ask you basic questions. And if they ask you questions and you respond to them in a, 
in a in a gentle way, in a loving way, in a respectful way. Guess what? That's apologetics, hmm. and we can we can grow in that. We can grow in it, uh, especially when when if and when people ask really tough questions. So yeah, that's what we're talking about today. So the first application that comes uh, today with uh, the challenge is, um, if nobody uh, has asked you about your Christian faith, then you should witness your Christian faith more in, in different ways. It doesn't have to be direct. You don't have to stand on your chair and start witnessing at your workplace or in your family dinners. Um, but, you know, find different ways to serve. Find different ways to have spiritual conversations to directly talk about why you believe in Jesus or how God is involved with these current events uh, that you guys might be discussing. All right? So that's the application. And if two, you're, uh, the second reason why people might not ask you about your Christian faith is you might not have Christian faith. So that application the, uh, for that is become a Christian. <laughs> Learn more about Jesus. Ask questions yourselves and people will uh, respond to you. And maybe uh, this is your opportunity to Know Jesus Christ. Know the the the, the veracity of um, the history the, of who Jesus is and the Bible, and um, and what He did for you. And as you gain your faith, people will ask about it because um, yeah, the Christians are salt and light of the world. All right. So yep, it's a response, and um, apologetics is a response, uh, a defense, an explanation of. Why we believe what we believe. So uh, the questions that people might ask would be, um, why do you believe the Bible? Um, was, you know, was Jesus truly uh, perfect and holy? Did did Jesus really exist and walk on the earth? Is that can that be verified historically? In what way? Uh, doesn't evolution explain uh, the origin of life and how we came to be? Um, hey, if God is so good, why is there evil and suffering? Um, and, you know, if you believe in God, um, how do we reconcile the existence uh, of hell that God would, a loving God would send people to hell and things like that? So you might come across these, you know, really, um, these are like the, the biggest questions that people might have regarding Christianity. And um, they're pretty, they're pretty you know, these are the, you know, so you might be thinking, oh, how do I respond to some of these things? And we're not going to talk about all of those things today. I think we're going to be talking about the nature of apologetics and um, and whether we should be practicing it as Christians. So we saw one Bible passage in 1 Peter 3.15. I just want to share a few more. Um, in Titus 1.9, it says, He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. So here's another uh, example of responding to those um, who rebuke or contradict the scriptures. Okay, so that's another form of, apolog of apologetic. And then how are we to practice it? We see in 1 Peter 3.15, it says over here to... Um, Respond to people with gentleness and respect. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 and 26, it says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach patiently, enduring evil. 
correcting his opponents with gentleness. Again, gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth. And they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. So, um, we see over here um, in these three passages, 1 Peter 3.15, Titus 1.9, and 2 Timothy 2, verses 24 to 26, that um, we will have people who will ask questions. And this is the role of apologetics to give a response. And the reason for it, as we see here in 2 Timothy, though, the last passage that we read is, we do this with gentleness and respect. Why? The purpose, so that we win arguments, so that we uh, show that we uh, are good communicators. No, it's basically to lead them to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Does apologetics save anybody? No, it does not. What saves people is the truth of the fact that God sent his only uh, son, one and only son, Jesus Christ, into the world, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Um, So this is the good news that we are to share. However, people may contradict it, people may oppose it, and we respond to it. So it's basically removing mm, intellectual stumbling, stumbling blocks, as I stumble on my words, intellectual stumbling blocks that people might have. And it makes sense because, um, you know, if people have objections, they might come, you know, with this, with this uh, social media, with a lot of misinformation out there. Um, there's sources that say that the, let's say the Bible is the most unreliable uh, ancient document or document out there. The most, the most unreliable. Um, there's no archaeological confirmations um, and things like that. But is that just, is that the truth? And if one were to consider Christianity, consider believing in, in Jesus, but then they were told by whatever resources that we we have no way of knowing whether Jesus existed. None of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are reliable. Then, um, you know, it's going to be hard to put your faith in Jesus intellectually if he never existed on earth. But if we can remove that to tell them the truth and explain to them, reason with them, defend the faith and and with with the truth that there are archaeological confirmations. You know, the New Testament might be one of the most reliable ancient documents out there compared to all these other ancient documents. We have to look and see. We have to do our research and explain. So we have to prepare, be prepared to share this with others. With what? Gentleness and respect. With love. Um, to win people. Not arguments. To win people to to Jesus Christ. So, if we share with others, family, friends, work, co-workers, in a combative or insensitive manner, this is not Christian biblical apologetics. It's something else. It's something totally different that Peter didn't, you know, and Paul did not promote or condone. We do this with gentleness and respect to win people to Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, are apologetics or is apologetics for Christians or non-Christians? It's both. I shared examples of those who oppose the Christian faith, so it is for non-Christians, clearly. But then we see in Jude 3, it says, Beloved, although I was eager to write to you about our common salvation, 
I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. So if you're contending for the faith for the believers, you're fighting, you're explaining, you're reasoning with believers regarding Scripture. So it's important to do that. And if you say, oh, I have true faith, you know, I don't need any reason or explanation, um, you know, um, others might. Others might be influenced by their flesh. Uh, there might be spiritual warfare by the evil one. Um, there's a lot of, like I said earlier, misinformation. <clears throat> As believe one scholar said, uh, Christianity is fake. Faith is Christianity. Sorry, Christianity is faith seeking uh, understanding. Faith seeking understanding. Um, the example that I gave earlier was, you know. What if somebody was taught that the Bible was unreliable? And therefore, uh, how would you grow as a Christian? Uh, how do you practice the spiritual discipline of being in the Word, meditating on it day and night, so that you know we may be careful to do everything written in it? How? It's harder. If somebody were to remove that intellectual stumbling block, you know, um, and re- and explain to us, defend the faith. And share with us that the Bible is amazing. It is reliable. And that's what we'll be talking about in future podcasts. Then that Christian can grow. So apologetics is for the non-believer. And it's for the believer as well. All right. And I guess I'll just share one more thing before we close on the topic of Christian apologetics. And um, it's a very practical guide. For those of you who are very timid, who generally don't like um, conflict or um, difficult situations, there's one method approach that is actually the most gentle and respectful way to defend your faith. And uh, it's practical and hopefully it'll help you in your ministry. And this is why we have this podcast to equip you in this way. So this form of apologetics, is very straightforward and simple. It goes like this. Um, well, I'm going to share that, share it, but, but, but first I want to ask this question. What are the two most common fears about sharing your faith and, you know, defending your faith, practicing apologetics with, other people who don't believe what you believe. So what are the two most common fears that people have just talking about faith? And the two most common fears are this, um, conflict and um, having the conversation be argumentative. And then two is not knowing enough slash not knowing what to say, not knowing enough or not knowing what to say. So those are very legitimate fears. Have you ever experienced that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like all the time. Like, And, you know, <clears throat> there's a way to practice strong, uh, loving Christian apologetics. And it's this. You can check it out. Check it out. Uh, this will reduce conflict and it will give you knowledge while in, converse, in the conversation. Hmm. Okay. So this is how to do it. So if you're talking about something and they might... Um, 
have some questions about your faith, you can respond to them but you can, um, with an answer, which is what you know we're called to do. But if let's say you can't think of an answer, sometimes it's best to ask them what they just ask them questions about what they believe. If they're asking about what you believe, just asking about where they're coming from, how they came to that question. You know, um, if if God is so good, why is there evil in the world? Oh, yeah, it's, you can explain a little bit here and there from what you've heard from pastors and teachers. But then you can just turn around, just ask them questions. Oh, where does that come from? Have you experienced certain evil? Um, that evil or you've seen suffering that... Um, that makes you question who God is. Well, which what what uh, thing in particular are you thinking about? Another thing about let's bring up the Bible again. Um, I, you know, people might have heard that the Bible is tr- untrustworthy because of this reason or that reason. Ask them what are the sources. What um, what books have you read? What teachers have you heard? <laughs> um, what they what have they um, what have you um, um, been influenced by and so when you ask these questions it does two things one it reduces conflict because they're just talking about themselves you're getting to know them more and two it gives you knowledge about what they believe and so if they're giving you knowledge and uh, uh, and sharing with you what they believe guess what you don't have to speak as much so if you are afraid of conflict uh, uh, don't know what to say just ask you know think of questions think of questions while you're there it's like huh and 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 be a good interviewer and that's very gentle that's very respectful and with that you can practice apologetics we'll talk about this act 17 approach which as they're sharing with you things you could be uh, you should be a very good listener just get to know them you know where they're coming from and then possibly as the spirit leads you know maybe you can give a response however you don't have to you can just listen and go wow thank you for sharing and then just prepare afterward um, for for the future. But that could be a powerful. But if you don't share anything, that could be a very powerful witness um, in and of itself. So that's pretty much it for this podcast. Um, yeah, um, I hope that you'll continue to grow and um, in sharing your faith. One most importantly, that the gospel sharing the gospel is first and foremost. But as you do so, um, if there's better ways to explain and to share with others why you believe what you believe in a loving, gentle, and respectful way, um, go and do that to remove intellectual stumbling blocks Stumbling blocks that people will get to know who Jesus is uh, through and through and, and, and accept him as Lord and Savior and repent of their sins. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining us. Have a blessed day.